baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. People were joking. I kid you not. A couple of days ago in the text line. Okay. About how either, you know, Pete Buttigieg, our transportation secretary. Right. Who doesn't seem to do much but transport himself around on vacation. Yeah. Preferably on private jet. Um, and his family. So, um, yeah, joking that uh, he, they're going to he and Biden would find some way to blame this train derailment on Trump. Right. Oh, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah I mean, joking. Nobody was serious. Headline. Wait for it. Fox News. Pete Buttigieg blames Trump for Ohio train derailment amid criticism. We're constrained, he says. It's Fox News. Oh, yeah, we, we just ran this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm dying laughing. Shifting the blame. Okay, so what did Trump do? In 2018, Department his Department of Transportation withdrew a rule proposed that proposed three years earlier requiring trains carrying certain dangerous chemicals to utilize electronically controlled pneumatic brakes. Saying the technology's benefits after testing were inconclusive. So... Since uh, Trump did not implement some new technology that would have jacked the price of transporting our goods by rail through the roof for no demonstrable benefit. That sounds like a program Democrats could get behind, doesn't yeah, it? Exactly. Jack the price through the roof for no demonstrable benefit. Like That ought to be their party slogan. No. Somehow, this is Trump's fault. So, yeah, I, I knew they'd find it. That's why it took them so long to respond. They were just trying to find a way to blame it on Trump. But they, now, having done that. Yeah, they, they looked up something where they could try to make that connection because the, the playbook is always the same. Blame right. Trump. Never ends. Always the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, there they go. Um, meanwhile, what do you make of this from the Wall Street Journal? you got to love this edition of the Wall Street Journal. The economy is so strong... That the Fed may not be able to slow it down. Everybody is doing so great. But also, you might want to skip breakfast uh, if you're struggling to afford it. How that all gets by one editor, I do not know. So let me get straight. The economy is so strong that seven, six, seven, eight percent interest, you know, interest rates, not enough to slow it down. This is a problem. But also, the economy is such a disaster that people can't afford to eat breakfast. Do I have that correct? Pretty much, yeah. yeah. If there were two reporters standing in front of me who had reported that mess, I'd be like, I'm going to figure out which one of you got this story right, and I'm firing the other. <laughs> so go ahead and make your case, because yeah. both those things cannot be true simultaneously. But this, uh, I saw this, you know, my husband sent it to me, and I just saw the headline on it, Skip Breakfast. To save money, maybe you should skip breakfast, Wall Street Journal. I thought it was a Bab- he was it was going to be linked to a Babylon Bee article. Yeah. Like I thought it was a joke. No, it's actually in the Wall Street Journal. To save money, maybe you should skip breakfast. The Wall Street Journal explains that because of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, we have inflation. 
And it seems to be mainly affecting foods people like to eat at breakfast, which is to say all of them. Meat, flour, oils, fats, eggs, you know, basically the stuff you need to live. So, um, yeah, because of Putin, we have inflation. People can't afford breakfast. So, you know, have you thought about just skipping it? Well, I, I have to mention, Tara, that uh, being a couple of Ph.D. A weight loss alum, we understand <laughs> that breakfast is an important meal. It's very important. And it has to be done to be able to have a healthy lifestyle. In fact, I have three breakfasts on the Ph.D. weight loss plan. Very small. I eat small right. meals. Yeah. Keep my metabolism roaring all day long. So it's my favorite part of Ph.D. I'm never hungry. So they're really arguing against science, Tara. Uh, once again, yeah. Texture writes, is that skipping breakfast anything like two weeks to stop the spread? Yeah. Breadline Bernie is becoming more than a moniker. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. Um, <laughs> Texture writes, um, if Lizzo cut back on a few meals a week, she could possibly save America. Oh, no, there you go. Body shaming again. Ouch. It wasn't me. I just read the text line. I I'm know. an innocent victim here. No. Um, all right. Texture writes. Uh, on here, uh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Oh, uh, yeah, I did that. Okay, Tara. Um, hmm. uh, my friend told me on patient applications for many doctors' office affiliated with Spartanburg Regional, they're asking if you have firearms. They were so mad they scratched it out. Oh, yeah, well, we got a pediatrician oh, that's, now. Yeah, that's, yeah, Prisma, they actually, asked you. Uh, that started, I think, during the Obama administration when they started uh, putting that type of information in there that were requiring it for, uh, you know, your, your you know, medical first visits with doctors and stuff and that was during the obama administration wanting to know whether you've had fire have firearms in the home yeah i just explained to them in the space that my vacuum cleaner identifies as a firearm yeah, exactly. and then i just let them try to make sense of that because i'm sure it'll make a lot more sense to them and then it will to yeah. me i know i always put some crackpot thing in there they never say anything when i do no i, I don't have a firearm at home i have multiple <laughs> firearms <at home. laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, living living out in a country like you do, you know what I'm saying? That's right. In the in in the bunker. I mean, you can't have bunker without firearms. Nope, not at all. All right. Texter writes, hey, Tara, $6 a gallon for bleach, question mark. Hmm. Really? Yeah, signed Alec Murdoch. Um, Texter writes, Tara, my friends. Oh, uh, no, wait, okay, that's the same one. Tara, we should skip breakfast to save money, question mark. How about we we elect responsible representatives instead? Well, once again, somebody applying logic to an illogical situation. Yeah, really. Um. Well, let's see. Um, I don't know what to do with that one. Uh, texture writes, Tara, I pay cash for everything, and I don't have a single credit card. Good for you. If I can't afford it, I don't buy it. That's a strategy. Going to run into some problems here because we're running into places that don't take cash. I know. I know. Uh, text writes, how long before we have to walk on treadmills to generate energy and to qualify for our daily government-issued nutrient cube? <laughs> Which I'm sure will be made from highly nutritious mealworms. That's bird food. I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Birds go nuts for that, too. You ever I put know. meal bird yes, worms I out have. for birds? I put one out the, in the suet thing the other day, yeah. Yeah, it's They're fun to watch them. Yeah. Um, you ever seen a woodpecker? Have you gotten a woodpecker? Oh, yeah, I've got tons of woodpeckers. Oh, that come I want to see ours. one oh, so yeah, bad. Yeah. I can hear them sometimes. Yeah. And I put out all the woodpecker food, but they never come. Just yeah. those big, fat, nasty pigeons, and they chase everything off. They're so mean. Oh, those yeah, pigeons. I mean, we got woodpeckers and cardinals and uh, 
uh, chickadees and wrens. And, you know, we, we've got a, a, a menagerie of uh, or an aviary, I guess you should say, of uh, birds that come to our feeders out there in the country. I must be doing it wrong. I'm going to have to find figure out what kind of suet you use. OK, I, I'll um, I'll get you in touch with my wife and we'll uh, we'll exchange suet recipes. That yeah. <laughs> let you know. Well, I actually know where she's buying them. Look at you showing off. Not only can you afford breakfast, but you can afford suet for the birds. That's right. We've got to feed our little feathered friends. Right. We'll all be eating suet before you know it, <laughs> the rate we're going here. Uh, Texter writes, what about those with small children? Am I supposed to make my four-year-old skip breakfast? I don't know. The Wall Street Journal does not say, but there is an email for the guy who wrote the article, so you just email him and ask yeah, him. He'll know. He'll know go. what to do. Of course. Uh, Texter writes, um, skip breakfast? Ha! I think I'll go have some steak and eggs. There you go. Now see that that right there. That's how you show off. Used to be you'd buy expensive jewelry or designer clothing, but no, no, no. You just casually drop among friends and family coworkers. I had eggs for breakfast. No wonder what you're getting paid. Yeah, exactly. It's better than pulling in in a Mercedes Benz. <laughs> Did you see that guy? Did you hear he's eating eggs for breakfast? Oh, wow. Did you get a pay raise? I bet he got a pay raise. <laughs> it's the new status symbol. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Texter writes, Tara, I have this really rebellious nail gun that with a few adult spirits identifies as a firearm. What should I do? Uh, I don't know. Just tell them at Prisma. They'll know what to do. Um, Texter writes, uh, Tara, the guy who said it's $6 a gallon for bleach, I hope he's not having bleach for breakfast. Yeah, it's not, not a good thing. <laughs> Texter writes, I answer dumb questions like that with this, N-O-Y-D-B, none of your darn yeah. business. Yeah. Yeah. Texter writes, Tara, I think we should skip tax season so we can eat breakfast. There you go. Well, look, there's a hungry Ukrainian finance minister who's been fired. He has no job. Yeah. On account of nine of them spent $100 billion, got caught by Zelensky, and then right before the last round of funding was like two weeks ago, he fired them all because yeah. they'd blown through 100 Billion dollars? Hundred million, not billion. No, it was billion. Was it really yes, billion? It was literally hundred billion dollars? Billion. Well, it wasn't ours because nope. we haven't sent that much over there yet. Nope. It, but we're but working they, on they're it. thinking that's collective fraud and graft because a lot of the European countries have sent yeah. it too. They're getting money from all over the world. Um, and that's probably some of that FTX laundered money too going through there, I bet uh, you. Well that bitcoin's worthless. So. <clears throat> yeah. Um texture writes, shoot the pigeons, they're tasty. Yeah, but salmonella, man. I don't know. I guess my ancestors did it and survived, right? Or I wouldn't be here. I mean, they probably did it with arrows and stones and such. Texture writes, hey, Tira, uh, Lee can afford breakfast and the suet to feed the birds. <laughs> the lives of the ultra-rich and privileged shaking my head. No, we just we just uh, conserve in other areas. <laughs> did you put it on a credit card? No. Wow, I'm impressed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I love getting texts like this. Hey, Tara, we listened to you talk about inflation and the price of eggs increasing a year ago and bought some chickens. Now we have our own eggs. You're always right. Thank you. I was one of the first to talk about inflation. Tell you it was coming. February of 21, me and Larry Summers. Financial Times wouldn't listen to him either. I told you it was coming. All you had to know is if they passed the American Reduction Act, whereas, you know, wherein they reduce everything that's great about America, And they print a trillion dollars in four months, which they were going to do. That was the fastest rate money had ever been printed in human history. Never been tried before. I told you, we're going to have massive inflation. Larry Summers, former Treasury Secretary, Clinton guy, said the same thing. So they canceled him, which is usually what they do to you right before you're right. That's how you know. So whoever's getting canceled is is right. Text writes, hey, Tara, pigeon eggs might be a viable breakfast option. Thank you. Uh, Texter writes, did you see that Nikki was requiring proof of vaccination for her event back in October? I did not see that. I am not surprised. Texter writes, hey, Tara, my heart hurts for the people of Palestine, Ohio. Where is Samaritan's purse to uh, just give them waters? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, um, there you go. All right. Meanwhile, this is going to go badly. I'm going to tell you what's going to go badly here. Did you see this? The big announcement? Yeah. The Republicans in Congress want to produce a Twitter files for the other 14 tech platforms, including Google. So they are subpoenaing any collusion regarding speech with the government. Okay. So they want to know basically what else, they want to know what else those ADFBI agents full-time dedicated to censorship of you and me and everybody else, what they were doing. I already know there were 80 of them uh, working full-time in a war room to make sure, primarily, they were censoring several things, uh, but primarily that you uh, could not speak of Hunter Biden's crimes. That was their number one priority. These were the same people, ironically, a lot of them from the same office that had the Hunter Biden laptop and should have actually been investigating his crimes, but the FBI doesn't do things like that anymore. So um, that's what they were doing. We know that from the Twitter file. Twitter files were devastating. So watch this, because this is going to be one of those telling measures. And I've got a pretty good idea of how it's going to go, okay? We already have Department of Injustice, FBI, and others. Uh, Department of Injustice and FBI have already set the precedent of just gaffing off legal subpoenas from Congress. We would have found out that the Russia collusion story was a hoax way long, uh, way long time before we did. 
had they not gaffed off the Republican subpoenas. And then Republicans lost control of Congress. Democrats took over. And DFB law and the DOJ started complying with subpoenas again, but only from the Democrats. They don't issue subpoenas. They can get whatever they want because they're all the same people. So watch this. Watch this. Jim Jordan has just announced that Congress is leveling subpoenas. And I'm glad they're skipping over the nice, you know, invite letters and going straight to subpoenas. You are legally required. They are, you are legally required, these 15 tech companies, to respond to that. And what they want is documents. They want any correspondence with the DOJ, FBI, Democrat Party, anybody censoring. They're not going to get them. They're not going to get them. Let me tell you what's going on right now. The DOJ, the Department of Injustice, and the FBI are on the phone going, don't turn it over! So we already know that the Department of Injustice and FBI does not answer to Republican Congress members anymore. Not even subpoena, not even legal legal subpoenas. They don't even answer to them because uh, the Republicans lobbed 36 of those subpoenas at those agencies and the agencies gaffed them off. They never did get responses. That's because they were covering up crimes. There were crimes there. Lying to the FISA court, uh, perjury, lots of a whole ton of perjury, uh, which is a felony, all that. So the FBI and the DOJ couldn't turn those over, okay? So now... The tech company is going to have to figure out how to get out of turning this information over. Let's see if the Republicans, this will be a test of where we are in the country. Let's see in terms of just Bill of Rights. Let's see if the Republicans can get those documents. I'm betting against it. I don't think they get them. It's going to go one of two ways. These companies will either completely gaff off the Republicans. Just go away. We only respond to Democrat subpoenas. Can you imagine having the power? That's an incredible amount of power. To just gaff off a subpoena. They couldn't touch it. You'd be untouchable. The FBI and the DOJ already have that power. How do I know this? How do I know this will happen? Because these tech companies are very much afraid of and intimidated by, you can tell in the Twitter files, the Department of Injustice and the FBI, right? They're not going to turn over data on them. They're not. The other reason I know, what happens if you gaff off a congressional subpoena, which is a legally required compliance document? What is the only way Republicans have to enforce that? The Department of Injustice. The Department of Injustice has to prosecute and persecute, like they just did with Steve Bannon, because he didn't respond uh, to a legal subpoena. So they, they, he's got a felony conviction now. But... Democrats and tech companies that are useful to Democrats have legal protection from things like laws, norms, things like that. So uh, from the Justice Department, so let me tell you what's going to happen. They're not going to turn them over. Because what? What, with the Department of Injustice going to prosecute us? That'll never happen. It's controlled by Biden. They're not, you're going to watch, it's going to be amazing. Congress is going to issue and is issuing these subpoenas. Nothing is going to come back. Either that or to kind of hide and cover up the fact that they are breaking the law by gaffing off these subpoenas, they'll, uh, they'll go round and round and round and round and round for two years. Sorry, couldn't find them. Don't know where they are. We'll produce them next month. We need an extension. And they'll try to get to 2024 um, and hope to have a Democrat Congress, either elected or selected. So this will be what keep your eye on this. This is gonna be a big one. See if they can get anything. And the only other way around this I see is they turn over documents totally blacked out. 
even though these corporations don't have the ability to black stuff out. Or the FBI gets involved and they black out the documents inside these um, businesses. It's going to be something like that. But whatever the case is, we're not going to get what we got out of Twitter. But it doesn't matter. We got everything we need from Twitter. We know what they do. They should be in prison like half an hour ago. A country that is going to have to spend $2 trillion a year it doesn't have over the next decade. A country that has little recourse other than to print that money. That's us, by the way. Congressional Budget Office just said uh, unfunded stuff we got to pay for. It's going to be about $2, T, $2 trillion a year for the next decade. That's $20 trillion more in the debt. We're going to end up printing a lot of it. We have to. We will go down hard. We will crash and burn if we do not have that printing press. Why do we have a printing press? Why can we print so much money? There's only a couple hundred million of us, yet we print trillions of dollars. I've explained why before. Because the world is built on the SWIFT system and on the petrodollar. This is why we spend so much money defending Europe and they spend no money. Because the deal is this. has been for a long time. Same deal we have with Saudi Arabia, but it's about to go out out the window. All they got to do if they want a free military, free military protection, tens of thousands of soldiers, freeze up the money for their social welfare state, their socialized medicine. All they have to do is when they buy energy or sell it, it must be in dollars. We built a whole financial system around that. It's called the SWIFT system. It's why we can print. It creates false demand for a dollar. It's not real economic demand. It's just a quid pro quo, a political arrangement. If that political arrangement were ever to fall by the wayside, well, you're going to feel like you live through Beirut after the bombing. I wonder about this all the time. A lot of speculation debate about this. Will the petrodollar go the way of the dodo bird? Will we lose the printing press? God forbid we do. Our government will crash and burn, which I don't actually think is a bad thing. Problem is it'll take the economy down with it, which is not a good thing. So I'm kind of a mixed feelings about this. So you can imagine the panic when they were about to turn the more the Nord 2 pipeline on that would have represented 50 percent of Germany's natural gas intake Germany's been buying natural gas from Russia uh, through the Nord 1 pipeline since 2011 and they've been well behaved they've been paying paying in dollars but we always were about today when Russia would finally demand payment in rubles and we rightly assumed that day would come or wouldn't come until the Nord 2 was finished, right? Why? Because Germany paid the biggest part of the bill for the Nord 2. Vladimir Putin, while that deal was still ongoing and construction was ongoing, wouldn't dare demand Germany pay in rubles and drop the dollar. Germany is the de facto head of the EU. If Germany were to drop payment in dollars, a lot of other countries would follow suit. And the printing press, it would break. Congress's printing press. Congress would do anything to defend the printing press. I've told you that for a long time. It is our only foreign policy. If it seems strange to you that we keep getting into these weird little foreign wars and skirmishes, Arab Spring, 
Got to go to Libya. Where? Libya. No, no, Iraq. Where? What? Why? They weren't involved in 9-11. Every one of those governments had one thing in common before we attacked them, whether it was the Arab Spring where we overthrew a perfectly good government and installed Islamist zealots, or Libya, where Muammar Gaddafi said, you know what? I think I'm going to sell my considerable amount of oil for gold. He's dead now. We killed him. Average lifespan after a leader or government says they will switch out of dollars and use some other uh, currency, about three years. And we killed them pretty brutally to make an example of them. This is, this is what our foreign policy is. Now, this is why we are always getting into these very strange wars in very strange places. It's why we're obsessed with Iraq, even though we have no national interest in Iraq. Why? Because Vladimir Putin is the first dictator we can't get to. So we figure we'll bleed him dry printing money uh, in Ukraine. Why do we want to do that? Why do we want to depose him? Because Vladimir Putin did the very thing we have been terrified he would do. He demanded payment for natural gas from Germany in rubles. Germany said no. Not only no, but heck no. And then Vladimir Putin did something even more terrifying. We didn't believe me. Our elites don't care what he does in, Iran, in, in, in Ukraine. No, it's this they care about. Then Vladimir Putin said, okay, you won't pay me in rubles. How about I let you pay me in your own currency? Anything but the dollar will do, really. And then the Nord blew up. Nord blew up a few weeks after that. What Americans don't understand about the Nord, they think that was a hit on Russia. But it wasn't. It was a hit on Germany. We attacked Germany. And yeah, we did it. Seymour Hirsch has this nailed. And we are in, a, we are over a barrel. You know why? That same satellite technology that lets the Chinese read your license plate from space, if the Germans were to figure out how we did it, and they know now because Seymour Hirsch, former Pulitzer Prize winning journalist, New York Times, told them, all they got to do is hit rewind on the satellite tape. They're going to see us do it. Our goose is cooked. And I thought it was interesting. I have been saying for the longest time, Americans don't care because they think the Nord blowing up hit Russia. Then it did. It's going to hurt them in their, their wallet. But it wasn't aimed at Russia. It was an attack on Germany. And so I was absolutely fascinated. I've never heard anybody else say this. But me. But it was absolutely fascinating um, to hear Cy Hirsch, the Pulitzer Prize winning journalist from New York Times, who broke the Nord line, Yeah, who broke the Nord story. Yeah, we, we blew it up. Explain this. He does not couch this in terms at all of an attack on Russia, but as an attack on Germany. Again, Germany paid the biggest bill for that pipeline. German taxpayers did. We blew it up. Not only did we blow up the two lines of the Nord 2, which weren't turned on yet, we blew up one of the Nord 1 lines. The Nord 1 lines had been delivering natural gas since 2011. We took out, in a terror attack, critical national infrastructure of Germany, and if they don't know it, they will shoot when they hit rewind on that tape. We got a problem here, folks. Here's Cy Hirsch. I just want to hear you to hear him saying what I've been saying. He talks about this in terms of an attack on Germany's energy supply and its economy and how they are suffering here because we not only blew up the Nord 2, we blew up half the Nord 1. What he did is he said, I'm in a big war with Ukraine. By the way, so. what he did is he said, he's talking about Biden. What he did is he said, I'm in a big war with Ukraine. It's not looking good. Uh, I want to be sure I get German and West, West European support. And I know winter's coming. And if it's going to be bad, 
I don't want the Germans to say we got to check out because we're going we're going getting massacred. We'll be massacred with no 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 cheap fuel, and um, our, our economy will go bonkers. We're going to check out and we're going to open up the gas line, which they could do. So he took away that option, and what that has done. We're going to get to that what he what that has done part in a second. Ger- winter was coming, and Germany. The public opinion in Germany had swayed because they knew what winter was going to be like. Remember, we read all the articles about how they were des- so desperate they had cleaned the, wood, the, the the forest floor of firewood. They were buying it for astronomical prices because they knew what was coming if that pipeline stayed turned off. So public opinion had shifted. And the German people, in Poles especially, were demanding that those pipelines be turned on. They didn't want to suffer. And we knew what we had to do. An act of terror against an ally. What are the repercussions of that? Cy Hirsch is the only one who wants to talk about it. You know what tells you that all this is true? Washington Post and New York Times aren't even bothering to debunk this guy. They're blacking him out. That's what they always do with the truth as it affects our um, intelligence agencies. I'll play that part coming up next. Cy Hirsch. Document, folks, this is the biggest story this year. The first attack by the United States of America against Germany since World War II. And let me tell you, again, if their intel agencies don't know yet, it's only because they haven't gotten through the satellite tape. They're going to find this. He told them how to do it. He even told, and this is why Cy Hirsch wrote it this way. He even told them the day and the hour we did it. He told them the spot we did it. Why did he do that? So Germany could hit rewind and go watch it all go down from the satellites. This is going to change everything. So Seymour Hirsch, me, and a couple guys at the CIA, a few Navy divers, maybe the only one who gets why we blew up the Nord. But it's fascinating to hear Seymour Hirsch. Again, this is the guy who broke Abu Ghraib. We didn't like him then because that made Bush look bad. This guy who broke May Lai, the massacre, won the Pulitzer for that. He has been the guy who's broke almost broken almost every intelligence agency scandal. Celebrated by the New York Times, lauded by the Washington Post. Winner of the Pulitzer. Not normally a resume that engenders much trust with me. But he hasn't been wrong on one of these so far. He's not wrong on this. We blew up the Nord. But it's fascinating to me to hear him talk about it in the terms I do. A lot of Americans. Um, the way you have been hosed by the coverage of the blowing up of the Nord, they make you think, oh, well, it's just the two pipelines. The gas wasn't in it. It didn't hurt the Germans. Geez, why are they gathering firewood? Huh, they're saying they're in line for, their cars are in line for miles for firewood and coal. They're, they're desperate. Why are they so desperate? Because we took out half their natural gas supply in a terror attack. That's why. And Seymour Hirsch gave them the exact coordinates on the satellite to go to, to watch it all go down. That's why he went into the extreme level of detail he did in his report. He gave them the hour. He gave them the exact coordinates to go to. Why? He wants them to look it up on the satellite. And then he wants to watch what happens between us and Germany. Because if they don't know by now, look, they've got the same satellites we do, the same satellites Chinese do. 
They can read your license plate from space. They're going to watch it. There's no hiding now. I mean, we could pretend we didn't do it. Anyway, I wanted to play the second Cy Hirsch uh, quote for you. And he's talking about how this is an absolute attack on an ally. And how this has plunged the German economy into chaos. People are cold. They're paying five times what they were for natural gas. Oh, and you know what we did? This is the best part. Remember Biden announcing, hey, you know what? We're going to like sail over there and we'll sell you some natural gas. Yeah, at three times what the Russians were charging. I swear these people, they're like the evil empire. We are not what we think we are in the world. We're not. And this isn't Democrat or Republican. We are run by some very evil people who will kill to keep that printing press. They have to, or it's all going to fall apart. And this is increasingly a problem. Here's Cy Hirsch on how blowing up the Nord was an attack on Germany and its economy so that they could not grow closer to Russia and, God forbid, pay in their own currency for their own natural gas. The fear was uh, Europe would pass away, walk away from the war. And now what he's done is he's told Europe, uh, you're second, you're second rate. And I think the consequences of this for the Europeans are going to be horrific. Yep. They really... This has cut into the notion that they can depend totally on America, even yep. in a crisis. And I think it's going to undercut NATO, which I always found to be supremely useless. But certainly the European countries are going to be. Uh, I know people that are paying five times as much now for electricity. Uh, people are paying three or four times more for gas. There's not enough of it. It's very expensive. It's colder now than it was in the fall. And anyway, I think the consequences politically for us are enormous. I think the reason that Biden... And his uh, people in the White House have denied the story and continue to deny it and get accepted by uh, some of the press, my old newspaper, The New York Times. I, I don't know why they're not doing more reporting on this instead of relying on a denial and walking away from the story. Ditto for The Washington Post. Uh, I think the consequences politically for us in the long run, looking at even potential some countries walking out of NATO, if that's what he thinks, that our being cold is less important than him keeping a war going that he's not going to win, um, uh, is it, it strikes me as for the source question? I, you know, I've been doing this so long. What will Germany do? Will they go on pay, playing the pretend game with America, or they will they confront us, or they do what I would do if I was running Germany? I'd fix that Nord pipeline. I'd run straight into the arms of Russia because they're not crazy. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 